0: Good morning, everyone. I guess it's good morning for us, is
1: it? Yeah. Really good for else well. You're making assumptions about the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm Aziz, uh, founder of Kush Digital.
1: And this is Vahaj, also at head of accounts in Kush, at Kush Digital. I want to ask you, Aziz, do you have threads yet on your phone or not?
0: Of course, everyone's got threads now, because like, it got forced down our throats for three days. So everyone's got threads. Um we want to have this as like like an open discussion, all right, guys. So if anyone wants to jump up and contribute, just uh raise your hand, jump up, and uh, we can we can have a discussion. Today we're gonna to be talking about uh threads, because everybody's talking about threads. So as a digital agency it's kind of incumbent on us, I guess, to
1: that's the first thing that I wanna why is everyone talking about threads? I was thought I was thinking the way that people jumped into conversation is different than other uh, social media platforms when they first arrived.
0: I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, So let's just set the room and then we can jump into that question. So uh, hello everyone, good morning. Uh, This is Aziz from Cush Digital and we're from Cush Digital. Everyone who doesn't know us, Cush Digital is a pure play digital marketing agency. We do all sorts of digital marketing for clients around the globe like Karim, Hyundai and lots of others in between. If you have any Digital Marketing Services, give us a shout. We're pretty awesome, uh, if I say so myself. So, what was your question? you
1: My question was, why is everyone talking about threads so much more than when other social media platforms came out? Like, I remember when it was TikTok. People started talking about it when videos were, were becoming trending.
0: I don't know. I think, firstly, TikTok's a unique case because TikTok was musically... So it already had, like, a, a customer base, if mm-hmm. you like. The reason everyone's talking about Threads is because they positioned it as the replacement for Twitter. And if you're politically drama. left-leaning... You know, drama. <laughs> if you're politically left-leaning, yeah. then that's, like, music to your ears because, mm-hmm. for some reason, people everyone thinks, that, everyone thinks that Elon Musk is, like, a right-wing maniac uh, and, um, you know, like, uh, just a bad guy... He does look a lot like a Bond villain. If you look at him, he's got he, he's got the Bond villain look, and he's also into space and cars that drive themselves.
1: Iron Man. I mean, that's a good guy.
0: Yeah, but Elon Musk is like the archetypal Bond villain. If you made a Bond film today and put Elon Musk in there,
1: he'd be the villain, not be, Bond.
0: No, of course it wouldn't be Bond. How would he be Bond? You know. So I think that that's probably one reason people think it's a replacement for for twitter or rather it's been positioned as a replacement for twitter i'm not convinced that that's the case but anyway that's what people are thinking
1: so i've got a few statements about threads that i we want to go through and we might disagree with a few so i I remember when threads first came out i was like bye bye twitter and you're like that's not gonna happen so that's my why why do you think that
0: yeah because like it's not a replacement for twitter there's a few reasons. Firstly, if you actually just look at threads as a user interface, it's lacking. you know you can't search you can't use hashtags you can't there's so much you can't do on threads. That one will come in time, but right now there's just a lot that you can't do. Secondly, for people my age, that's in my early 40s, so I'll just say that now right a Twitter is like yeah. Twitter's a technology institution, right Twitter we you know it was one of the first big ones. Um, it was a microblogging platform in fact it became famous with um a tourist who came to egypt and was imprisoned and you, when you first when twitter first started you could send a tweet via sms you didn't have to use the app well there wasn't an app it was just a desktop or sms so you could send a tweet via sms and he was basically live blogging the fact that he'd been um incarcerated via sms and so it's like an it's a technology institution it's not it's not just a platform, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There is, like, genuine um, loyalty, I think, to Twitter. Like, I didn't use Twitter for years when it started getting weird because the algorithm, they started doing all that weird stuff, like hiding content and blocking people for no reason and all that stuff. And I'll be honest, when Elon Musk took over, I immediately jumped back on Twitter because it's supposed to be the town hall of the world. You should be able to say anything on Twitter. It should be like the place of free speech. Um, If if
1: that goes far and beyond and starts impacting other people, I mean...
0: Doesn't free speech by its nature impact other people?
1: Yeah. Um, So that's why I think there is a lot of talk about threads because so many things happened with Twitter and I think people are starting to think, okay, this is going to fix those problems. It's going to eliminate the toxicity, the censorship, whatever it is that's happening with Twitter, and, like, threads is born. Now you can knit your way to...
0: I'm not convinced. I think that um, I think that toxicity will exist where people exist. That's the first thing. Although Twitter is particularly toxic. <laughs> um, yes. In terms of free speech, I think that Twitter's done a lot now to allow free speech i mean you've got to remember they've they reduced their workforce by 80 percent mm. essentially they just stopped monitoring content so that's a big thing we've done the other thing is that like i'm not a conspiracy theorist yeah i'm a little bit mm. <laughs> and twitter's been around for like 15 years and mm. so is facebook and so what like just now in 2023, Elon Musk has gone. Sorry, um, Mark Zuckerberg's gone. Hey, let's make a let's make a microblogging platform. I mean, the simplest of all of the platforms to build is a microblogging platform. Mm. In terms of like just the technically building it, it requires the least amount of space, you know, uh, physical hardware. Yes, it requires the least amount of code. It requires the least amount of everything. It's the easiest of all the things. If you're trying to build. Um, Twitter versus trying to build Instagram. Yes, let's say today you had two teams, identical teams, both started building one Twitter, one Instagram. The Twitter team would be done like months before the Instagram team. Do you understand? So, yes. like, why has it, why has he suddenly decided? And then when you investigate it a bit more, it becomes pretty obvious why they've suddenly decided.
1: I cannot imagine the need from your conspiracy theory aspect. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, okay, listen, it may be a conspiracy theory, but I don't think it is, right? Uh So, there is a lot of negative sentiment around Twitter. It's a great opportunity for Facebook to go into that microblogging market. Fair enough. But then, you've got to think, what does Facebook actually do? What is their primary purpose of existence? To sell ads. Yes. That's it. Facebook only exists to make money via ads. And to be able to sell ads really well, what do you need? You need data. You need information on people. All right. And that's where it becomes really interesting because I was looking yesterday at all of the permissions that you need, the data permissions you need for all of the apps. So can I share this with you?
2: Yes, please.
0: All right. Let's let's go through these one by one because I found this to be hilarious. In fact, let's just do a, a straight comparison between Twitter and Threads. All right. Perfect. So on the app store, it'll show you all of the data permissions. When you sign up to Twitter, you will be giving Twitter this information. Okay? So on yeah. Twitter, you get um, the following data points. Any purchases that you have made, any contact information, your browsing history, your usage data, your location, your user content, a content that you've created, and any identifiers, so if there's, like, personal identifiers on your phone, then you give all of that access to Twitter. That's seven. Um, that's Permissions. Permissions. Okay. Pretty standard. Yes. Yeah, nothing particularly difficult about that. Let's have a look at, just before we go to the rest, let's have a look at Instagram, because I don't think I looked at Instagram yesterday. Um, so if you go to Instagram... Okay, for Instagram, you only actually give three pieces of data: your contact info, something called other data, Mm -hmm. and identifiers. All
1: right. And is that is that one linked to Facebook? So if you're,
0: it was, but it's not anymore. Okay. But guess what? It is linked to.
1: Threads.
0: It's linked to Threads, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have to open your Threads account with your Instagram account, and if you try and delete your threads account, you have to delete your Instagram account, you can deactivate threads but If you want to delete your threads account, you must delete your Instagram account. So now let's look at threads, what permissions the threads require. And this is hilarious, they require 14 pieces of information.
1: I was gonna say, let me guess, is it a little bit more than seven?
0: <laughs> this is threads, a micro blogging platform. When you sign up, you give them access to your health and fitness data your financial information your uh, app diagnostics your search history any sensitive information on you this is there they don't hide it any sensitive sensitive information like you giving all of this data now let's think about this logically right mm-hmm. if you're meta you're mark zuckerberg you sat there you going right how can i how can i sell more ads right i got to get more advertisers. Well, what do we want as advertisers? As marketers, our world is based on can we target people? Yes. So to target people, we need more data. You need
1: more data, data. yes.
0: Yeah? So take me, for example. Mm -hmm. Imagine that you want to sell me, I've got sleep apnea, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to sell me a CPAP machine. So sleep apnea is what fat people have. They struggle to sleep, right? (laughs) So you want to sell me a a CPAP machine. Now, from the data on... um, Instagram, you would not be able to target me. Unless I was specifically searching for a CPAP machine on Instagram, you would not be able to target me.
1: Yes. Right. So it's useless to... to but, get.
0: But now, with threads, not only has it got access to my search history, so if I'm searching for a CPAP machine, it will be able to, it will target me with that, but it's got access to my health and fitness data. And I wear this ring, it's has yes. an aura,
1: And you've got so much data about you. And it
0: all goes into my health and fitness app. And one of the things that it says is, uh, well, obviously your blood oxygen goes down, you've probably got sleep apnea. Threads has access to that data. Therefore, Instagram has access to that data, and so does Meta. So now...
1: You're going to be seeing ads.
0: They can deliver way more targeted advertising to me than they were able to previously with Facebook and Instagram.
1: so much in my head about that because yesterday i was thinking threads as a social media app doesn't have really something that's nuanced that is so different from other platforms but at the same time with what you're saying to marketers isn't that a good thing
0: i think that data in the right hands is okay but even as marketers we've got to have like we've got to have like ethical boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't just take your data without you knowing. Now, the common response has always been that when you sign up to the terms and conditions, you know, right? You've got the opportunity yes. to see what data you have. No one does that. Everyone just goes, yeah, okay, agreed.
1: But I don't have an option. I cannot say, okay, I want to be on this platform, but I don't want you to take any sensitive data or I cannot um, choose which data that you can. Exactly.
0: So I think that that's really important that um, that consumers are given the choice about what data sets that they give access to, right? Okay. So is it a bad thing? It's not. But then again, data that's collected is there only as good or as bad as the person that's using it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. I mean, I'm only thinking of it in, a, in a, from a marketing perspective, but I cannot imagine... The bad usage of this data.
0: Do not remember Data Analytica? Um, they did that. Um, they did that whole. What was it called? It was like the Museum of Me or something. It was like an app on Facebook that just collected loads of data and they used that mm-hmm. data to micro-target people and influence elections. And they did it on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? And so there are ways that you can use data. And Twitter was away. involved. And um, uh, no. In they another. It. They they mm-hmm. They just directly influenced the election. They just <laughs> blocked content, right? That's different. Yeah. But Data Analytica sure were doing it and working yeah. for parties. So, I'm not saying that that's an inherently bad thing. I'm just saying that this whole Threads is the replacement for Twitter or it's the new Twitter is a smokescreen for what is actually happening. happening. And the data is right in front of you. You don't have to take my word for it. Just look on the App Store, right? Threads isn't a replacement for Twitter. Threads is more data for Meta. That's all it is. It's there to get more data for Meta, And by positioning it as, here's the new Twitter, everyone and their dad, including you, me, and probably everyone in this room, downloaded uh, threads. Yes. We installed it. And just out of curiosity, did you know that when you installed it, if you wanted to delete your Threads account, you would have to delete your Instagram account?
1: No, I actually looked and then it was... It kept uh, giving me the option to deactivate, and I felt okay. At any point, I want to pause, I can pause. It actually has this feature of taking a break, yeah, yeah, from screen time. Um, but it is kind of scary because if you have worked so hard on your Instagram platform, which I think most people did, like Instagram, like you have so many people who have. Uh, Sofia Vergara has like 3 million followers on on Instagram. She was celebrating it yesterday. Imagine having to throw that away to to get rid of threads. threads. Yeah.
0: Listen, Meta say they're going to solve this, right? Yeah. They say that they're going to solve this issue. Uh, there's also no search. Have you noticed that? You can't search.
1: It, yeah, this is the other thing. I want to go through some features, non-features on threads. And I want to discuss a few things from a marketing perspective because I've seen so many people who are like, you don't, want to miss, you don't want to miss the wave of joining threads early on so that you can, you know, have the algorithm on, on your side and start selling and stuff.
0: Well, just before you do, let's reset the room. So good morning, everyone. I'm Aziz from Kush Digital.
1: And this is Waj from Kush Digital.
0: Uh, so we are talking about threads. Is it uh, an addition to the social media market or is it a threat to it? um or to, to its users and Cush digital is a pure play digital marketing agency we do all sorts of digital marketing if you need any digital marketing come to us pretty awesome all right and yeah by the way we want this to be a discussion so if anyone wants to jump up and uh join the discussion just raise your hands we'll we'll, we'll bring you in since
1: we are a digital marketing agency We consider ourselves to be the experts on all social media platforms. And so I was going through this. And the first thing was, you cannot have hashtags on threads. Yeah. Then immediately my brain was like, what's the point? Like, how do I, how do I track content? How do you sell if, if, The only way that your content is found is through the current algorithms that's on the on the platform. And that's
0: the thing, right? This is a brilliant experiment in what if you just dispensed of user interaction and allowed the algorithm, and you allowed the algorithm to um, choose what to choose. Like this is what's happening, right? No, no social media platform has ever been able to do this. They've never been able to say, forget the user, let's let. Everything be algorithmic and see if it works.
1: In other words, more organic.
0: Well, it's not more organic. It? It's less or it's totally manufactured because it's just the algorithm. You don't decide what content you see. The algorithm decides what content you see is. So it's a, gr- it's a really great experiment in um, seeing what would happen if you built an app and just allowed the algorithm to manage the content. But that is so dangerous. It is so dangerous to allow an algorithm to do that.
1: Why? Why do you think it's that dangerous?
0: You get something called echo chambers. What so is? if I imagine um I like sport, right?
1: Yeah, I can just imagine. That's the extent.
0: Right. So imagine I like sport, all sports. Football, boxing, tennis, whatever it is. But over a three or four day period I just focus on football. Right? I'm just talking about football because it's the World Cup or whatever. So the algorithm then there's okay, cool. So you like football. Well, here's all the football content. And then it dismisses. Something huge might happen in the world of boxing.
1: Anthony Joshua might lose. And you thing don't, know
0: because... I don't know because... So that is a really simple example using a sport. But what if it was politics? What if it was you know, what if we were in for example, what if we were in a country and uh, there was an impending war yeah. And you had an army and you had political actors mm-hmm. and you had one set of narrative, which was entirely different to another set of a narrative. You know, this is the thing that I, I've always... Sounds said, familiar. It does sound familiar. This is the thing that always sort of drive me, drove me crazy in Sudan is that we, we allowed the algorithm to impact us so much. Like we'd never really sat and negotiated properly. I'm not talking about politicians and army and all of that. I'm talking about us as people, right? Yeah. Because we were so entrenched in either gang side, choosing or the other side, yeah. And then when you do that on social, so you can do that in life and change your mind. But if you do that on Facebook, the algorithm says, "Okay, cool. So you're really pro FFC. FFC okay, that's that's mm-hmm. it. Now I'm only going to show you this content."
2: Mm.
1: But that's from like, that's all platforms. Are like, on like, If I started. Watching. If I liked one video, I'm just, I start seeing so many of them uh, on my feed.
0: You're right. It's all platforms, except on Facebook. I have the choice to search for the opposing view. Yeah. I don't on threads.
1: That's number two. You cannot text search. There is no text search function yeah. in threads.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that this is just an experiment. I know that these features will come out. If they intend this to be a long-term thing, they'll release all of these features. But before they do, they've got millions of people using an app and they're learning. Okay, so what happens if you don't have a search function? What happens if you don't allow people to filter their content? What happens if you just let the algorithm do everything? These are questions that will be happening inside Meta Mm -hmm. and they'll be collecting all of this data. And why not? I just wish that data would be available to everyone
1: afterwards. Yeah, of course. I'm a bit curious to know if you only let the algorithms to control everything that you see then what happens and knowing that on threads right now there are some accounts that already have millions of followers just because um, it's so easy to, to to create your account I mean that's I think that's um that's the ticket that makes threads on everyone's post I just have to look. Download the app and it just exports my information from Instagram. But at the same time, it does not uh, import your followers from any other platform.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I think all apps nowadays are easy to sign up for. That's like a. It gets, yeah. it, this is particularly easy, mm. but there's a cost that comes with it. Yes. I wonder if the people who have got millions, and this would be a good thing to, to, to do an experiment on. I wonder if the people who have millions of followers on Threads also have millions of followers on Instagram. I wonder if this is like, uh, you know, they're basically ported over from that. Because
1: when when you log into Threads, you can choose to follow the same people that you were following on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's really annoying to have to, like, filter it out. So you'll probably say yes to all and just...
0: And that's the thing that I know, like, On the second or third day, whenever oh it's the replacement for Twitter, the replacement for Twitter and I was looking at and playing with threads and thinking, This isn't a replacement for Twitter. This is a replacement for Instagram. Whereas this looks exactly like my Instagram feed Hmm. without photos or without as many photos or as many videos. That's it. Algorithmically it's basically the same as as Instagram.
1: So the difference is only the number of permissions that you
0: agree. And that's a big difference, right? I mean, I'll just remind people, people who joined later, see Um, Twitter requires seven permissions, Instagram requires three permissions, and Threads requires 14 permissions. That's 14 bits of data it gets from you, including your health and fitness data, your financial information, your browsing history, your user content, any sensitive information, any identifiers, and this thing that's just called other data, which sounds really ominous, other data. That could be anything. It could be this conversation.
1: I don't even know what is. I'm going to be shocked with the other data that are getting from Mm -hmm. me.
0: Yeah. We've got Uh, Neda who wants to join the conversation. One second, let's bring Neda up and mute. Hello, Neda. How are you?
2: Okay, sorry, I just unmuted. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hi, Neda. Okay, hello, everyone. Um I'm I'm really glad I joined. I uh, I haven't joined threats yet. I was tempted to but not not anymore. <laughs> because oh, no. that's about <laughs> the the thirteen permissions just sounds really uncomfortable. Huh? Okay. Fourteen. Uh, you missed one. Yeah. special 14. data. <laughs> okay, uh, my question is, uh so they they have the this permissions and they use it to target more audience. Uh but uh can can they uh use it to like, in a harmful way, or it's just for marketing purposes? So,
0: that's the thing with data, isn't it, right? Like, you can use, it's about the person who's using the data. So, Meta themselves, they, like, obviously they use the data, but they don't really use the data. The biggest users of that data are going to be me, and Waj and anyone else who's a marketer, and anyone else who works for a marketing agency, because we, target ads to specific people so that's a a positive thing like in to an extent it means that i can understand you know your needs and your preferences and i can deliver ads that are targeted to you as opposed to delivering ads that are going to be of no benefit to you and are just going to be a a noise on your feed Mm -hmm. so that's the that's the ideal outcome right yes but then there's obviously take for example financial information you know i mean like if you've got your bank details and things like that are connected particularly from the us or in europe um and uh people can see that you're in debt and you're offering loans to get people out of debt or you're offering crypto solutions to get people out of debt i mean that's also a marketer it's the same role that i'm doing but in a, a really negative way um so it's about the person who's using the data as opposed to the data itself data by itself, is just data, but you can use it in a positive or a negative way.
1: And also, the safety of that data. How do I know that it's kept safe and one not not every party is going to be able to access it?
0: There's always that risk, right? But yeah, when you think about Meta, Meta makes all of its money from its data, so
2: they have to be spending a lot of money protecting to
0: protect it. it. Exactly. So you haven't done. they do. It they ever. do
2: use my financial. Uh, Information, I can't sue them or anything, right? Because I already gave them permission. Yeah, yeah,
0: you gave them permission. The, that's, that's that's true of all apps, though. Let's not just beat up on, on threads. Any apps asks for permissions. Um, Some are more useful than others. So, for example, your search history. Everybody has a search history. Not everyone has, like, their financial information on their phone. But everybody has a search history on their phone. So, again, like, you can use that to... um. So, let's say, for example, that Wahaj searched um how do you know if you're pregnant me as a marketer i can now target her as someone who is potentially pregnant with like folic acid and things like that so
2: standard
0: stuff for us but it's um but yeah like you just want users should be able to have a choice right users should be able to say i don't want to share all of this information i just want to share this 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 what social platforms do you use? So you don't use threads, um, but what else do you use?
2: Actually, I just use Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, of course.
0: You've not used um, TikTok?
2: No. Are you I, I TikTok try to app? keep my distance from social media. Yeah,
0: that's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I, I,
2: I, I created an Twitter, a Twitter account and... Uh, like, just I like, created it and then I never used it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a lot of people did that early days in Twitter. Anything else you want to
2: write? Thanks ask? a lot. No. This has been really useful. No, thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you. If anyone else would like to join, please feel free.
2: So
1: I have a question for you. Um, Threads for marketing of all sorts of marketing. So it's more, it's mainly text conversation um how can marketers utilize let's go down from the data and all that and see how can marketers use threads for marketing and what do you think is do you think that some companies or some products are going to benefit more from threads as opposed to other social media platforms marketing wise
0: yeah i think it's way too early to say but generally speaking as marketers what do we want we want eyeballs we want people to see our content Yes. And we want to be able to target who those people are. At the moment, just in an organic sense, thread doesn't allow us to do that. It doesn't allow hashtags, which therefore allows us to target. So it's purely algorithmic. And that's why we had a number of clients from day one saying, oh, should we be jumping on threads? And our response was really clear. It was like, not yet. Just be patient. Let's yes. see how this thing evolves. Because we don't really know how it's... This is an experiment. Let's just be clear about it. If you created an app that was purely algorithmic, what would happen? And that's what Threads is today. Mm. It's a purely algorithmic app. No search, no hashtags, no way to curate your feed in any meaningful sense. Therefore, it's all algorithm.
1: Yeah, there is a little control that you have. There's
0: no control. And as a company, as a brand, that's a worry for me. Mm. Because what if if people are having a, a big old... You know, argument about something really sensitive, something that you know. Uh, let's well, let's let's talk about what's happening in the UK with this BBC presenter Hugh Edwards. Yeah. So in the UK, there's obviously this scandal with this BBC presenter Hugh Edwards. So let's say that people are talking about this, and then suddenly, you know, one of my post, one of my clients jumps up in the middle, because the algorithm decided that that might be to do with Hugh Edwards. Mm. I mean, that would be disastrous, right? Yes. It would look like we're engaging in that that discussion and of course as a brand you'd never dis- engage in that discussion Yeah. too early I think it's too early to say whether what brands should do eventually though they'll become like a they'll become a clear path for brands to take and meta will help meta will yeah. create the guidelines for brands because ultimately they want the brands to be on there so they can advertise more right
1: there is this feature that because that, I'm I'm still trying to see, even personally, like how to use it, like how to make um, any benefit of it, whether it's just for me wanting content, whether it's microblogging or it's just, you know, like on TikTok, a lot of people shop with TikTok. It's like a search engine for shopping. Um, for this one, you can um, export all of your posts to Google Drive or um, uh, WordPress. Um is that like um an extra advantage so it's like to encourage more people to to have written content on threads? I think
0: so. I think it's like the truest form of micro-blogging, right? Mm-hmm. So you just blog blog all day and then and then export or, or post to your to your to your blog. Um so I think that that's possibly a use case. But I agree it's a real challenge. Like again, when you open the feed, it's just immediately content just right there and its relevance is entirely dictated on how much you use other meta products because that's probably how the algorithm is built and the data in your that you the data permissions that you've given it
1: the when i logged in it asked me those are your the people that you follow from instagram and they just got immediately exported to like their pages on threads so I'm seeing the same almost the same feed that I see on Instagram and so this is where I feel that the natural organic growth that was on other platforms is not here Um, because I'm I'm more curious I want to see things that I've never seen before and this is killing that that aspect. Um, I'm seeing the same people that I saw on Instagram. And I wanted to go to search and see, okay, what's, what else is there on and threads? And I couldn't uh, get the results that I wanted. So I had to go to Google and maybe see who is on threads, who, what kind of interesting accounts are there and stuff. But there is one thing that I really liked. Um, it felt like a fresh start because I had zero posts on there. And I was able to share things so easily. So Share, 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 and then no. I started getting engagement with those posts. And so um, it kind of felt easier to, for me as a, as a person who wants to put on content. Uh, but at the same time, I cannot curate anything that I see. Um, and And at some point, I was like, okay, marketing-wise, unless you are already successful on Instagram and you already have following there, and those people actually downloaded threads and came with you to threads. I don't have much of a marketing chance.
0: No, yeah. I think again it's early. Come we're only ten days to launch. They did they did release this really early, by the way. But again, I'm sure that it's an experiment. Like in the end, um, you know, that dopamine hit that you got when people hit the like button of the content that you reshared that's what they want, right? Mm-hmm. You engaged to keep you keep you going. So look, it could be really interesting. It could be, uh, it could be something else. I'm not clear one way or the other. If I'm honest, I'm pretty clear for brands. I really don't think brands should be engaging right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do, there's a risk. There's high reward though. Like if you do engage early with all platforms, you know, early early adopters tend to get massive following. So if you manage to get the tone of the platform. And hit it just right early, and you're a small brand. It could elevate you massively. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we most of our brands are established brands, so it's not it's not something that like um we would recommend to our clients, but maybe other clients, particularly in startups and things like that. Um, if anyone wants to ask any questions or jump into the debate, feel free. Uh, we are about to wrap it
1: up. Yeah, but before we wrap it up, please tell me more about um. We do a lot of this. We are experts on, on those platforms who kind of dig to it like nerds. And <laughs> <Bad>. <laughs> well, I'm probably a nerd in that. Um, so tell me more or tell us all. I mean, I know what you're going to say, but I want to tell other people about Goose Digital, what it does, and, and, and talk about how we actually choose the right platforms for our clients because you know that... Some clients will just want to jump in because it's a new platform; they don't want to miss out. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah. So, essentially, when whenever we start with any client, our first task is to understand who is your client, right? So, yes. who is your target customer? Who one of the personas that we need to target, and sometimes who are the influence of the influencers of those target customers. And so, you build these like persona maps so that we're really clear. You know, this is the type of person that we want. This is the type of messaging that we're going to deliver. This is the brand experience that we're going to deliver. And then the platforms choose themselves more often than not. When you do that, it becomes really obvious that you should be, okay, we should be targeting TikTok or, okay, we should be targeting LinkedIn or we should be targeting Facebook and LinkedIn, whatever the combination of things is. Um, We should be doing email marketing. or We should be doing paid ads or Mm. SEO or lead generation or whatever it is. Once you've understood the, the persona it becomes really easy to select the correct channels than the correct tactics the challenge with threads is that we don't understand the demographic of threads yet and we yes. don't understand how threads actually operates and behaves and so it's you want an element of predictability you don't in marketing especially yeah but when you are the custodian of someone else's brand that's a big responsibility. Yes. And you can't muck around with it. Like, we could muck around with Kush Digital as a brand. Yeah. We could jump on threads just to muck around because it's our brand. Yeah. But we can't do that with our clients' brands. Mm-hmm. Now, so we've had a couple of clients who have been like, no, we really want to jump on threads. And we've had to sit them down and go, just chill, relax. Here's the reasons why we don't think you should be doing that right now. If you insist, we'll do it. But in all cases, they listen to our advice because we've done this for a long time yeah kind of know what we're doing
1: yes that gives us the advantage Um, i'm looking forward to see how this unravels in the upcoming weeks and if there are interesting updates if they're interesting enough we might have another uh podcast and discuss it
0: yeah i saw that um Elon musk was saying that it's gonna meta because threads is just a ripoff of meta but again the more i play with it like Instagram should sue should sue Meta. Yes, <laughs> obviously they can't because it is better. But it is a rip off of it, Instagram. It's just Instagram without the images, um, and it's like I said, totally algorithmic. So who knows how this is going to evolve? This might be a new moment in like digital media. This might be something totally new, mm-hmm. not yet understood, um, or uh, they may just evolve it into another into another. Twitter, or another Instagram, or something like that. So... Something
1: in between. It looks like something in the middle.
0: It's possible. Yeah. So um, if anyone wants to jump on some final words, feel free. Uh, This is... This session is always recorded, it's a podcast, and it'll go out on... So if you ever search Coffee with Kush, you'll find our podcasts uh, from now and from when we were Sudan Digital as well. There will also be a blog post uh, around this, which will go out in the next hour or so and uh if you don't follow kush digital on linkedin
1: how dare you how dare you
0: yeah (laughs) what are you doing here no but if you don't if you don't follow us on linkedin please do uh we appreciate you taking the time we're gonna have another session on monday um and the session on monday is gonna be really interesting i haven't even told you this have i
1: i mean i'm why are you telling me with everyone else i'm
0: gonna tell you with everyone else so on monday the session is going to be about how if you've got a company page on linkedin why you're getting no engagement and how does it look like and we've got some because we do it for our clients right we've got some secret hacks to get really good high quality engagement for your um LinkedIn, your posts on linkedin for your company pages it's pretty easy for individuals but for companies it's like it's a real challenge, but we've got the hacks to do that. So we're going to do that on Monday, Inshallah. Thank I'm you guys very much. Thank yeah. you, watch Thank you. And uh, we look forward to talking to you all again soon.
1: Yeah. See you next time.